Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. This is episode number 74 for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. My name is Marty Sleeve, and I'm joined by two people who can no longer legally share my Netflix password. It is Nick Calandra and Casey Wosu. Is this affecting you guys? Uh, um, I mean, it doesn't affect me because yeah. I own the Netflix account. It'll affect my Yeah, roommate. that's the thing. I was also <laughs> the the Netflix owner in my yeah. circle, mm-hmm. but I had to set the because like we, we were kind of like trading. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll take this for this. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I can't, I don't feel right taking that if you can't have the Netflix. Yeah. So I'm going to just have to get my own. Uh, yeah, well, actually, I, I don't just, know. Yeah, I don't know. Borrowing on my fiance side. I, yeah, I don't know if my, <laughs> that's what I started doing. I don't know if my ex still has access to my Netflix or not. Well, so he's not going to for a little while. <laughs> you can check. You can check. Uh, I don't yeah, want to know. Yeah, you can know. check who's been signing in. Okay, <laughs> she doesn't want to know. <laughs> uh, she's, got a, she's got a new boyfriend. I don't want to know that I'm getting cucked Ooh, on Netflix. Yeah, but I bet he don't got Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have Hunter season two in his queue. That's an Amazon show. <laughs> that's, uh, how I knew she was, that's how I knew she was using my Hulu. <laughs> with that, is that how other people find out other people are cheating nowadays? Yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> when oh, they're damn, watching you, shows without you. You, you watch that? Watched that? Girls season two? Shit. Uh, what a what a terrible start to the show! How, hello, everyone! <laughs> Welcome to Breakout. Uh, we have a wonderful show for you today. Uh, it's just going to be ninety minutes of us complaining about passwords and sharing <laughs> passwords, passwords. and exes. Um, there you go. It's just going to be a therapy session. Uh, but no, we're going to talk about uh, as you can see uh, in the headline or main topic. Um, Nick, uh, after three long years of it not clicking, finally had Death Stranding click for him. He finished the game over the weekend. And in his words, it's one of his favorite games of all time. So we're going to talk about how that happened, if we've ever had um, those sort of things happen with us. Um, Casey, and both Casey and I, Nick, I don't know how much Hi-Fi Rush you've played, but we both finished Hi-Fi Rush. Um, Casey on hard mode, me on very easy mode, let me tell you. (laughs) You went to very easy, okay. Oh, I went. (laughs) I think that's, my 2023 is all about just like, what is the easiest way for me to get to the end of this thing? Um, and let me tell you, I'm thriving, except for the fact that I'm sick and I'm coughing and I haven't been able to sleep at night. But aside from that, some, some will say karma. So for picking out easy one, <laughs> Shit, my time's coming. <laughs> that trade's coming for you. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, we'll talk about some other games we've been uh, playing and movies we've been watching um, and and some, some quick news bits. And, of course, housekeeping. Uh, welcome, everyone watching live. Uh, thank you to everyone. I see the Green Gang here. Thank you to all the members. Uh, thank you to everyone who's over on Patreon. And remember, get your Super Chats in. You can you can get in on the discussion. You can get in on any of the other discussions. You can just derail this. That's totally fine. <laughs> uh, and we are over uh, uh, four-fifths the way to our goal of Adventure is Live. Uh, starring uh, Casey, Jack, Amy, and Jesse. Those will be, of course, our Friday streams where uh, they uh, will play Dungeons & Dragons video games and spoof and goof, maybe try to recreate things from Adventure is Nigh, maybe try to see if if any of them lend themselves to Adventure is Nigh simulators. Um, and don't yeah, forget, we're on Twitch now, too. We are over on. Are we always on Twitch? I always got Twitch open. Yeah. Syrafol and Speakeasy are there. They're like those two. There's like that, <laughs> those dudes who were on that island at the end of World War II and didn't realize the war was over. Yeah. They were like living there. For, <laughs> they were like living there. See, George Lucas is there. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much. And obviously on Patreon, we hit our goals. Uh, uh, we have our, our all day persona stream planned, I believe, for the 11th. Yep. Saturday the 11th. Um, nice. So we'll be doing the same thing we did last time. We'll be we'll be trying to bring in uh, guests throughout the day. They'll be super fun. And then, uh, of course, Darren Moody is now playing uh, uh, PlayStation. He has a PS5. And man, let me tell you, he's he's already been like, I need to realize how to like 
um, manage my time. Like I need to like, <laughs> give myself hours. We need to like set up a parental filter on it so we can only play at certain <laughs> hours of the day. Yeah, I will be his. Yeah. I will be his code bearer. There you go. Just are you just gonna tell him to get everything on easy? No, I want Darren to play on grounded difficulty in the last of us. Why would anyone? Why would anyone do that? It's so mean. <laughs> it's so mean. Fun. Joel doesn't have to deal with that. Um, a couple quick newsies I wanted to bring up. Uh, yesterday, uh, we talked about this on the recap, but yesterday, DC and James Gunn announced the full slate of uh, uh, the first wave of DC movies and what the DC Elseworlds things are. And there's a Superman movie coming and a Batman and Damian Wayne movie coming and a bunch of fucking characters I've never even heard of are coming. So just great news for everyone all around. Uh, but one interesting thing I wanted to bring up was he said that uh, any actor who signs up to portray a character in the DCEU movies will also be playing that character in animated versions of the character going forward and in video game versions of the character going forward. So if Timothy Chalamet gets cast as Batman, <laughs> which might happen, <laughs> which could happen. I mean, that Batman, if he has like a 10 year old son, Damian Wayne, he probably has to be a little bit older than Chalamet. I don't think Chalamet could be rocking a 10 year old son. No, it he depends. Could, he, he could be yeah. a young Wait, no, how old is Timothy Chalamet? He's, what, 20s? Yeah, he's 20s. Probably 30s? Like 20, uh, probably late 20s. He could be a dick racing. Yeah, he could be. There you go. Um, so, yeah, my my I wanted to throw it to you guys. Like, a lot of people are like, this is awesome. Finally, everything's interconnected and everything matters. And to me, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Because I think acting for a video game or acting for, um, a, a, you know, an animated series or a cartoon or an animated film is way different than acting in a giant blockbuster movie. And I think forcing people who are in one to be in the other ones is a really bad idea. Yeah, and um, I bet they didn't even consult the developers on this stuff. <laughs> so, are there developers yet? You know, all you have yeah, is the Suicide Squad and, and Wonder Woman, and like Suicide Squad isn't using the same actors or anything, so... No, so that's the thing. Is like I don't know if Wonder Woman's... I mean, they don't even have a Diana in that first phase, though, because the only... Um, the only Wonder Woman thing in the first phase of the DC movies is a Themyscira show, yeah. which is about her, you know, the Amazonian island, but it's going to take place before she was born. So um, maybe that's like games that are announced going forward, but also just like trying to like lock in stories in a game that somehow speak to the stories in the movie just seems like a terrible idea. It, it in my is, mind, honestly. Yeah. So wait, are they, is he saying, because I, I did not catch any of these announcements other than that James Gunn announced a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it, are they saying that, it'll basically act like the star Wars universe where everything is connected. Like the games, yes. the cartoons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there is all a, share a universe, a purely shared universe between movies, TV shows, animated series and games. However, there's mm. also what they're calling else worlds, which like the comics do. But, and so like Robert Pattinson's Batman movie is an else world. Um, so that's and, their excuse to just kick it out of the canon. Yeah, pretty much. And like stuff that's successful and like they're making a second Joker movie because that first one made a billion dollars and that's an Elseworld, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Sure. Um, so Cut I don't know. Out. I Got guess it. you could just say a game was an Elseworld as well. Like maybe that's a way yeah, around like, it. Very easily you could do that, right? <laughs> yeah. You could just be like, like if Rocksteady was like, no, we want to make a fourth Arkham game. Like, I mean, I guess they'd have to recast Batman anyways because you can't, can't do Kevin Conroy anymore. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just uh, that's one of those things where like as much as I love Kojima, and we're going to talk about him later on, his fascination with celebrities can oftentimes lead to be to the detriment of a game, like I think with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and, uh, uh, you know, instead of David Hayter in, in mm -hmm. uh, those games. Although mm -hmm. I guess 
story-wise, it makes sense to cast someone else, even though <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Kojima's head. A lot. <laughs> His podcast episode tomorrow is him, a one-on-one with him and L. Fanning. And let me tell you, I'm tuning into that one. I want to know what he's talking about with L. Fanning. L. <laughs> uh, Fanning, uh, right. star, future star of uh, Death Stranding 2. I assume she plays the baby grown up. Is that, that excite what... you? <laughs> what? Well, yeah, you guys you? finished this game, right? So, yeah, I don't maybe, does that honest, mean something? I don't to remember you guys? anything. Well, I don't know. Baby grows up. <laughs> does it? Is that is that like known to be a thing at the end of that game? That, that baby. <laughs> well, it just seems like with? the second game. That baby's a girl, right? Baby's a girl. No idea. Uh, no, I was asking Nick because he just I, played. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they say or not. <laughs> There's no way to know. I mean, the name. The, its name is <laughs> Lou, which I guess could be either or. Yeah. With that being said, I didn't study its anatomy when on screen, so I don't know. <laughs> we should get your mate on it. Oh, no. Designed up. Never mind. He can't do it Shit, anymore. Shit, he can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he can't do it anymore. Uh, BB Lou. So, yeah, I don't know. That just seems – that's one of those things where I'm like, sometimes it's fine that movies are movies and games are games. Like, they don't have to be one and the same. I, for one, think it's good that they cast different actors as Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us TV show um, because as much – as great as I thought, um, you know, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson were in the game uh, – I don't know. I, I they don't look like their counterparts. <laughs> so. No, they don't look like their counterparts. Yeah. And also, Ashley Johnson's like a grown woman, <laughs> not a, not a thirteen year old girl. Um, Checks out. I don't yeah. know. We got the aging technology. Yeah, they just have Tom Hanks to be in some movie where he's going. Yeah. What are we get? Get this out of here. I don't want this weird shit. This did weird they? Shit. Did they use that on? Uh, they didn't use that on Pedro Pascal, right? They they just made him look real real gruff in the Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they, the, the, there, he was only you know young in um, that opening scene, and he mm. he could play mid thirties and also play fifties, I think. Yeah, it's not um, it's not that different for men. <laughs> no, it's really not. Everything just hurts a little <laughs> bit more, and when I when I get sick, it doesn't go away. But aside from that, everything's fine. Um, before we move on to the next topic, Nick the OG, thank you so much for the $5 dono. Good evening, gents. Thanks for being my commute home. Entertainment also can confirm VO is much different than being in front of a camera. Much. <laughs> that was like ominous. Uh, yeah, like so. <laughs> Nick the OG. Yeah. He's trying to tell us something. I, I mean, to to counterpoint that, like, I do, I do think you have a good point that, yes, there are different disciplines and they require different talents. Um, but I do think there is a level like there's something to appreciate about that kind of consistency because i always but again this is kind of all in the animated realm but the like robin's voice actor for all the current dc animated stuff um i i'm blanking on that man's name but the same robin who did him in teen titans the original series did him in teen titans go also did him in the lego bat when i'm sorry no that was michael Sarah. The, Point broken. Not, not the not the <laughs> theatrical Lego Batman movies, but any of the other Lego yeah. movies that had like Batman characters in it. It was the same voice actor. Same thing for uh, Kyrie Payton and Cyborg. Like he's Cyborg everywhere. Mm-hmm. Cyborg shows up in the DC universe. Even like the the more grounded animated movies, as well as like the really silly cartoony ones. Like it's always yeah. Carrie Payton. And so like I like that as a fan of those of that character. Well, not of Cyborg, but of <laughs> that group of characters. I don't mind that in animated. Yeah, honestly. animated. Like, it's just the transition to live action. I think game acting and animated acting are also similar. Um, so like, well, uh, which is why you see dividing line. But then, yeah, yeah. Anything that I just, just don't requires want, like, voice work. I don't know. Like, what can you think of? Like, who is the biggest celebrity who's like fucking crushed it in a game? Because uh, twelve minutes had three big celebrities, I would not say any of them crushed it in that game. They were all fine, though. 
They're all fine. Yeah. But, but like, like that, no... I wouldn't, I, that's not their fault, honestly. Like, it's yeah. not their fault they didn't crush it in that game in particular. So I think that's not a great example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, crushed it. Like, the, their celebrity brought some things like new and specific to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe of, of, even all the celebrity cameos, <laughs> like, not cameos, but celebrity starred games I can think of, it's like they just did fine at best, right? Or like they yeah. did good. Like, they did what any voice actor would have done who would be considered good. They didn't like yeah. elevate it. I yeah, suppose. George Lucas brought up Sam Jackson in GTA San Andreas. He was really good in that. And I thought Ray Liotta was pretty good in Vice City. But that was just Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's just kind of great in everything. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves, yeah, Keanu Reeves was pretty good in Cyberpunk. He didn't have to, like, he wasn't like, like the him. main character, but I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, uh, Stephen Merchant as Wheatley, yeah, those are good ones. Is Seth Green in Mass Effect, or are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, that's, he's the Joker. He's not the Joker. He's Joker the, the joke. pilot. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it turns out I don't know a lot about Mass Effect. The Joker's there. Well, you could uh, you could say that Mark Hamill re-portraying his animated series Joker in the video games the same way Kevin yeah, Conroy did yeah. elevated like, those experiences. But that, I, guess I feel Mark like that's Hamill, a different sort of thing. Mark Hamill is a good uh, a, a good example of someone who was a pretty famous actor in a really big role and then became a really good voice actor. Hmm. Yeah, but he, he kind of... He got like dual citizenship. That's so I feel like he doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys are naming a lot of them. All right. Charles dances in The Witcher 3. Fucking love but that, but that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of examples of this, but I wouldn't say that those those portrayals are somehow better than if just any good voice actor would have done the same actor. work. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so too. Like no yeah. no one is saying like Troy Baker or uh Nolan North, who are really good voice actors, would have been outshined by just a celebrity it's like just because they're a celebrity yeah. right i'm curious because i know troy baker and ashley johnson have roles in the last of us tv series and i haven't gotten to an episode where they are so they're somewhere later in the show um i'm curious what troy baker's like in a live action role i thought, I thought, they, ju- I thought they just said they were like background characters and this uh, little, little easter egg car- cameos yeah i mean I, yeah i don't know if they're just like Ooh, i'm warming my hands over the garbage can fire yeah <laughs> A lot of people in the Last of Us world have to warm their hands over garbage can fires. Um, <laughs> that's what you do in the apocalypse. Uh, and Abdel Corrales, thank you so much for the donation. The DC deal feels like if Nintendo would change Mario to look like Chris Pratt. <laughs> Man, I, I think I think Darren's absolutely right. Like we'll just have to see how all this plays out. Like they have all these lofty plans, and it usually never goes their way. So I'm sure. Yeah, that- it is. I guess why like no one should get their 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 feathers in a tizzy. Hmm. That's that saying? A no, thing. No. Nope. Don't get your everyone. Everyone, make sure your feathers aren't in a tizzy, because uh, no one likes to get their feathers tizzy. Uh, in sad news, uh, EA and a report just came out that uh, so yesterday the EA announced that they uh, were shuttering a couple of their mobile games, including Apex Mobile and Battlefield Mobile, the latter of which I didn't know existed. Um, Battlefield, you? yeah. So yeah, the it's Apex only been in beta mobile isn't doing great. Oh. Uh, well, they just they just stopped it. <laughs> it's just done. Uh, wow. And so part of it, some people think it might have been because it was a joint uh game with tencent and maybe they didn't like there was infighting behind the scenes of ea and tencent so maybe they want to like and some of their weird wording was like them possibly bringing it back in the future so maybe they're like completely severing that bond and finding a new developer i would i would imagine Um, but in the fallout from that a report came out uh just a few hours ago that ea also canceled a single player titanfall game set in the titanfall slash apex universe which i'm just like how does this keep happening like Titanfall 2 is, for my money, the best single player shooter campaign of the last 10 years, possibly ever. 
and like the fact that Apex Legend is huge now, and you just make another one of those games, and it could be huge. Like fucking tie it to Apex. I don't care. Like that's that's fine. Like that's, those are the same world. That's fine with me. But the fact that they just can't make this work, I'm like, what are we what are we doing here? Yeah, because EA's making a lot of good moves, and and that's this is confusing me. I wonder what team was on that game though, because they're. Their B team, which not Latin like a quality level, but their B team is on Jedi Survivor. Their A team is working on the Star Wars shooter. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what other team could have been working on this. And it was only like 50 people. So I doubt anything was like really far along. Sure. Yeah. I imagine it was still very early on in development. What about yeah. the D's team? <laughs> nice try. Uh, See, yeah. Nick doesn't feel good when someone does it to you, does it? This is like this is why you bully bullies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I if they cancel it, I trust Respawn to like have agreed like it wasn't worth continuing, and they need to go back to the drawing board on it <laughs> or or anything in that. I don't know. And maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe just Titanfall isn't made out to be a single player franchise. I know Titanfall 2's campaign was really good, but I don't know if they're like not enough people played it or cared about it. <laughs> it's, it's curious because if if this got start like first of all, Vince Ampella got put in charge of the games that are gonna be getting done or not, right? So I'm assuming that would have some sort of uh like there'd be some sort of personal push for him to actually get that out and for it to be successful, because that's kind of mm-hmm. like his baby. So for them to get even as far as they did, even if it's not very far, and say, All right, we got we have to scrap this it must not have been working right like it, it, there must have been something sure. wrong with it from like yeah. a base level yeah and maybe also the, like there hasn't been even over like we haven't even seen overwatch 2's campaign i feel like a lot of developers are having a hard mm-hmm. time like taking all these characters and making a coherent story with them the only the am only I, one that's figured it out is like league of legends <laughs> am i insane and in not understanding how this is hard like removed from the fact that making anything is hard and i don't understand how anything works but like we just have a long history of people making shooter campaigns. Like that's just what games were for a really long time. And yeah. It's just like today, is there like an entirely new generation of developers who got their, you know, got their start in multiplayer. And yeah. so if you try to take <laughs> people who've been working on Warzone for the last five years, they just don't understand the, the design sentiments behind a single player campaign. I mean, if it, 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 I mean, you have to kind of think about it. Like, if they're gonna if they're gonna invest the money and sell it, sell you a sixty dollar FPS campaign these days, I mean, there's not very many franchises left that can do that. Or spoken can. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not an FPS. But yeah. It was seventy dollars, and it turns out they cannot. <laughs> I think when we look at the sales numbers, it turns out they cannot. Um, Sad. You know what the problem? Maybe all the developers were secretly just fiddling away on Unreal Engine and not actually God working on the game. <laughs> Uh, Nick, do you want to give an update of what we heard about? Um, I guess the ongoing story of three four three and and Halo, which um, I think, as you uh, correctly uh, predicted, which way the wind was going to blow. That's just complete restructuring of that studio. Yeah. So we we talked about last week how uh, three four three had a bunch of layoffs, and then my prediction was that they were completely restructuring the studio to focus on the multiplayer and basically be a support studio to somebody like certain affinity while they work on the next big halo game uh that's pretty much exactly what happened like kiki wolfell is out uh and she was in charge of the halo tv show stuff like their transmedia uh department and i'm not surprised by that at all (laughs) because i don't think that had a creative vision behind it really that was working 
So yeah, pretty much seemed to pan out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, their entire their entire leadership team is gone. Uh, Bonnie Ross, Kiki Wolfill, uh Joseph Staten, you know, is back at Xbox. Uh Shigeru Miyamoto's back at you know, I said <laughs> <Yeah>. Miyamoto. <laughs> uh, we're People are wondering about Frank O'Connor. I'm wondering if he's still there. I kind of feel like he's not because even during the layoffs, he didn't tweet anything. So I feel like he might have been shifted or let go quietly um, because a lot of, he was on a lot of people's like bad boy Halo radar, basically. I imagine he's just like a biker, kicks a door <laughs> and orders, slams a brewski. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So, you know, they're getting rid of, they're dropping the slip space engine, which weirdly enough did i don't did you read that report because they were saying that slip space engine isn't actually like a brand new engine it was still built on the bones of the old halo engine i did and i didn't <laughs> understand that and i'm like well then what was what the were they point? investing in for three years yeah <laughs> like, i mean we do know this happens with engines this yeah happened I mean, with frostbite like yeah. um i don't know it just seems like there's such a reluctance to use <laughs> the third party things that everyone knows. And I guess they don't want a licensing fee or if it's a yeah, it's, hubris uh, thing of, we want to do our own in-house one. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt it's hubris. It's a hundred percent a money thing. Sure. They're like, this will cost us more. So build your own engine. And like, it's probably really hard to do that. So like, yeah. I, it's probably like, a look, wheel. Yeah. yeah, like we, we were using this. If we just, you know, move some of this stuff out and like plug some, I, I have no idea how video game engines work, mind you. But like I can I can understand a reluctance to be like we have to do this from scratch because like that seems like a considerable amount of work and it's like the scope for this project was supposed to be what four or five years and it stretches it was, out to like seven ten, ten eight year years yeah, yeah. Form, yeah. so it's like like we just got to get something done like we can't keep fucking with this engine we got to build the game at some point yep so uh yeah so they laid off a bunch of contractors they laid off a bunch of key people from all departments it sounds like ninety something people were let go from three four three. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like they were not actually working ever working on more single player campaign content. So I don't really know what Gareth Coker was talking about when he told me he was like, you know, yeah, we're working on the next story thing. So he, even he didn't know what was going on. Uh, and now they're building a new game on Unreal Engine, and Halo Infinite is uh, finite. Is is that the what's what's it called the Tanaka? Project Tanaka. Yeah, and uh, Jez Corden like originally said it was like has something to do with Battle Royale, but now in that Jason Schreier report, it's being turned into like a full game under certain affinity, kind of leading that project. Who knows Unreal Engine back and inside and out? And <coughs> and this is supposed to be Halo related, or it's completely it, unknown. It, it's a new Halo game, is what they're saying, but we don't really know what the scope of it is yet or anything. Because I, I distinctly remember. Uh, someone saying that Halo would not be a battle royale. <laughs> I, I I doubt they're going to go in that direction. I I feel like that would just be a really really dumb move. Yeah, that'd be really bad. Um, you know, if you want to add it as a game mode to <clears throat> Halo Infinite, great, but not not making a whole battle royale game around Halo. Like that's not going to get received well by anybody. The kids love battle royales, so when we release not anymore, ours, they're all they're all now. getting canceled. Rumble versus Dead like, after hey, less than a year. That was sad. <laughs> like, even if that is true, even if the kids do love the battle royales, Halo is a grandpa in that field. <laughs> like, yeah. Master Chief can't walk in with the skateboard on his back and say, what's up, fellow teenagers? Like, it's, it won't work. <laughs> Hello, fellow Mjolnirs. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah, for me, for, for me, like Halo as a single player experience is just back on ice again. And we'll see what happens with the franchise. 
I'm just kind of putting it in the back of my mind and forgetting that exists for a while <laughs> so I can feel better. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to deal with your problems, Nick. Yep. <laughs> is to, to bury them beneath the that's, sub, that's why substances. I take that's, that's why I take my daily pill. <laughs> exactly. Uh August Enthoven says, Would you guys what would you guys think of the coalition, the, the Gears devs, uh making a Halo campaign? Tackling at this Halo? point, I would love anyone to make a Halo campaign. Yeah, yeah. Somebody just give it a shot at this point. Yeah. yeah. I I trust uh, certain affinity over anybody else to continue Halo. Like I don't trust three four three as a studio story wise and i if they're just relegated to multiplayer and they're restructuring that studio to work on something else at this point great uh but i the lack of any communication from them when all this news is coming out the lack of any like here's a roadmap which i said on streams like maybe they don't know and that's fine uh but they need to figure it out and like phil spencer too needs to take responsibility for this and say hey our biggest franchise is getting restructured be patient but we're working on it because nobody said anything and it's really annoying that like even yeah. in the most recent update that they had like halo their marquee franchise is just not talked about yeah this all happened under under his watch and he really hasn't kind it's, of it's a, it. yeah it's a big stain for him i think like yeah, he gave us hi-fi rush that's fine <laughs> did he Bethesda gave us hi-fi rush <laughs> i mean if he's gonna if he's gonna get get saddled with the l's he's he, he, the, he, the but that's, that's what i'm saying i feel like he's not being saddled with this l enough like, I, yeah, like no, there aren't enough not. people jumping down his throat about the halo fiasco yeah, yeah. i mean it for me like you know if you're you're your golden boys studio is full of contractors and laying people off like it's not a good look for the rest of your studios. Uh, I definitely agree with them. The contractor thing seems really shitty, especially like you if can't, your game is taking six years to make yeah. and it's being made in an engine that is not an engine used across the industry. Yeah. Like if this was unreal, people could come in and be like, I know how to do this. Except the contractor mm. comes in, has 18 months, has to spend the first X amount of it learning how the fuck this thing works. Yeah, and for the amount of money Microsoft makes, like what the fuck is that about? Like why are you having student collisions? And I don't as far as I know, the coalition doesn't you do that. Like why was 343 saddled with contractors instead of building a team? It, is it? Because like when when Bungie originally left Halo and they decided we're gonna make a Halo dedicated studio, like there wasn't that much of Bungie that stayed behind, is my guess, right? Like I, maybe most no, of them. No, of course not. They they stayed with Bungie, yeah. but they, three four so like, three yeah, was like, a studio that was built to make Halo, continue Halo, and they never actually built the studio. It was basically running on nuts and bolts that were loosely put together yeah, that seemed to be like the weird issue there is that for some reason they couldn't attract anyone to to the halo brand yeah or like they just got comfortable with the contractors who showed up i, you know, I don't know I, I way i can't believe nothing changed after halo 5 like halo 5 was such a clusterfuck of a campaign i don't understand why you let that studio continue as it was for a whole nother game that was dumb because that that game in itself, like you could just tell, yeah, the multiplayer was fun and everything, but you could just tell, like it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, the campaign made no sense. <laughs> their whole mar- their whole marketing campaign was a different game that was actually that wasn't even didn't even exist. <laughs> oh, was it the hunt? Or yeah, the was? hunt for the truth. <laughs> People loved the marketing campaign, thought the story was going to be great, great when the game campaign. came out, and was like, it's oh, like boy. that Burger King song everyone loves. I don't want to eat Burger King, but I like that song. Yeah, Whopper, Whopper, big old Whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys have been watching a lot of football. Oh my god! If you guys are watching football this weekend, you heard that Whopper song many times. Chat, let me know if you know the Whopper song. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't tell me you don't know it. Just <laughs> you live in ignorance. Um, 
Nick, you want to move on to our main topic? Chat has to know. Someone has to know the Whopper song. Or else I sound literally insane. You, you kind of do. I don't even remember this. Oh, my God. The Whopper song this, is this sounds like This sounds like straight bullshit. I think you had, I think you had a dream about Whoppers, and it turned First into off, a song. First off, Whopper song. Biggest. Jason Tudor hates the song, so but that means he knows it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Nick, as we uh, mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you finally completed your Death Stranding journey uh, this weekend, which started uh, three plus years ago. And you wrote a great piece on the site. Um, it, I'll, I'll link to it right now. Uh, but uh, the sort of the crux of it was that the game finally clicked for you once you uh, realized that you were having more fun if you play it on easy mode. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny. I, back when uh, Yahtzee and I were doing something else for, for a while before everybody bullied me out of there. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> him and, Monday? No, no, not this not this Monday. Like, oh. <laughs> I, like a year ago, people... Were, I thought you were referring to Monday as yeah. back then. No, I, I, like, I, I, just... I shamed myself with a really yeah. bad retelling of the Halo lore um, because it kept interrupting me and I couldn't think. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we, we had promised to play... That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Is that still on the internet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, reddit doesn't like me for that uh anyway so we we had talked about him and i both had talked about playing and finishing death stranding and discussing it i completely forgot about that until after i finished the game and i was like oh yeah i promised i would play the game and finish it (laughs) uh but yeah no i I loaded it up again uh and uh i had to kind of restart anyways because getting the ps4 save over to the ps5 and was just a pain in the ass and i know everybody says use the playstation plus but i had to go like get my ps4 out of the box upload it blah 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 and move it over i don't want to do that i'll just restart the game because i don't remember what the story was anyway uh so yeah i I, you know when i had played it before and marty i don't did you finish it on normal difficulty i'm guessing I don't remember. Yeah. Well, um, like on the on the normal difficulty or anything above, uh, a lot of like there's some there's a lot of mechanics. One, I don't like the combat in Death Stranding. I think it's really kind of tacked on and kind of clunky, uh, and I don't find it very fun at all. It, the stealthing through the BTs, I also don't find very fun because as soon as they grab you, I'm just like annoyed. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things like a lot of horror games where it's like really effective the first few times and then it becomes very mechanical like just get me through this fucking thing yeah uh and then like there's a lot of like little micromanaging of your stamina and making sure like you're not in time fall for too long so your packages don't get destroyed uh and i just didn't want to deal with any of that like my when i played it for the first time i got hooked on it because like when you cross and you you know reach that first ridge and you go down you get the music i'm like this is amazing i love that love all of that and then the rest of it, I was like, no. And then I got, <laughs> I had to, I got to like episode three, and there's a mission in episode three that asks you to backtrack, like way far back. And I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. That's too much work. I don't want to do it. Uh, so I put the game down. I didn't come back to it. I loaded it up again like a year ago. Tried again, got bored again. And then uh, I heard BB's theme on Spotify, which is like one of the tracks from the game. And I was like, man, I fucking love this song. And it's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. And I was like, I got to go back and play the game just so I can hear that song in game. Uh, good thing I did. So I started up again like last week, put it on very easy because basically uh, that the, all the mechanics are still there, but they're not as, they're not as tedious. Where like, you know, your stamina doesn't drain as fast. It, it, your gear doesn't fall apart. Um time fall doesn't affect your packages as much so that you don't have to like redo a whole thing so 
started that and yeah i got through like episode three is like the longest episode in the game it takes about 10 hours to get through on a normal difficulty i think i did it like four and i was like all right wait are you are you being serious right now the yeah. third chapter takes 10 whole hours that can't be right it's no it's, it's episode three is the longest chapter in the game it's the longest chapter in the game i think 10 hours is a little long but yes it is it's, it's pretty beefy yeah um the rest of the chapters like very some chapters are like 30 minutes like there's 14 but chapters but you're saying it's worth it like this 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 big old section yeah yeah i i once the game finally clicked for me because i put it on easy and basically i didn't have to worry all the mechanics are still there you still have to do it all but the stress of like everything being having to micromanage is kind of gone at that point and so like the mules like I think in the director's cut, they might have changed some things. So the mules are like these guys that will come steal your packages if they catch you. Um, like the, the distance at which they notice you becomes a lot longer. So you can just kind of go through and not worry about them and really just focus on the journey of moving through the map, um, which I love. Uh, and once you once you put on easy difficulty, like that becomes the main focus of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Uh... I completely agree with you. Comic uh, uh, combat and BT stuff. I, I didn't take. I really did did like the micromanaging of um, timefall stuff with my packages and like the weight and my footing and all that. Like, because I just think I really loved my favorite thing in that game, which a lot of it is, is just getting from point A to point B. Yeah, and them sort of gamifying it um, in, in a way that like makes it a true walking simulator. Um, you know, not a pejorative term. Just like it is, it simulates the act of walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did did the story click with you? Yeah, no, I, I really ended up loving the story. Like I think I got most of it on my first playthrough. Like there's still some stuff that I had to go look up on Reddit after just to make sure I kind of got. But I feel like I don't know. You've played a lot of Kojima's games, but I also felt like it was one of his more clearly told stories. Mm-hmm. Even though, like at the start of the game, you have all these questions. Over time, I think it does a good job of like answering a lot of them. Yeah, uh, and because by the end of the game, the story is actually kind of relatively simple. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's, uh, I think it's like, like the the world isn't <clears throat> simple, but the story that the game tells is relatively simple by the end. Yeah, okay, so it, is that what it is? Because I'm because I'm assume I was under the impression uh, that a lot of that game's mystique was in its world like the fact that it is so many very strange things are happening in the environment or whatever and that that and that a lot of that stuff isn't very well explained it's just, it's just the, the backdrop um no like, i mean it's case or like those even those things get answered uh, over time yeah the, a lot of the i mean like stuff like Timefall isn't really explained how that got started or anything it's just kind of the world you're in mm-hmm. but a lot of the I think I think it works to the game's advantage that a lot of this stuff just remains a mystery and like the story is focused more on the people. I, mm-hmm. I think. Um and so like that's what that's what I really enjoyed. And yeah, Casey, you are very desynced. <laughs> oh, that was a tremendous desync. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a several second desync. Um yeah, the game uh to me it's those it's like the moments of existing in the world that, mm-hmm. that make it worth playing and like worth you know fiddling with the difficulty and everything to figure out like what works most for you and sort of getting through sections that you're not really digging because uh the moments that like really shine and like you said those moments where 
Kojima uses as kind of cinematic flair for uh, 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 like framing or scope or one to do a needle drop. And like when those really hit, like those hit tremendously, like absolutely tremendously, like in a mm-hmm. really, just in a really powerful way. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's also a game that like when it first came out was met with a lot of uh, mixed receptions and, and critical derision. And people were like, this isn't, I don't know what I expected from a Koji from, from the follow-up to metal gear, but it wasn't quite this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of those games that over time has, has gotten sort of a, a reappraisal and uh, folks, I think just really folks are appreciating it more and more for how different it is, how, how many big swings it takes and like how much like a singular vision it feels in the AAA space, which a lot of times we get games that don't feel like a singular vision. Yeah, and my my article that I wrote is really about, I think it's like the first game that I've ever played that really feels like a journey. Uh, and like, when you, so when you, like, Casey, you've played The Witcher 3, right? Uh, like an hour and a half. Maybe. Oh my God, how'd you get unsynced? <laughs> he changed his I'm back, I'm back synced? synced? Yeah, yeah, you synced. Yeah, I changed my mic and camera. Um, so... <laughs> Well, you've played like a lot of big open world Western RPGs, right? Sure. Um, yeah. A lot of them, like when you're kind of getting from one location to the next, you're not really like thinking about it. You're just like kind of looking at the waypoint and walking towards it, right? Mm-hmm. In Death Stranding, like just getting to the next waypoint is the game where it's right. like you're plotting out your journey. You, you have to like really look at the environment and see like here's a slope that I can climb up or do I need a rope to climb down this steep steep mountain or you know uh, once you get later on in the game like once the multiplayer stuff comes into play like people have left behind tools and stuff that you can use across rivers or or you know ladders to get up a, a steep hill and climb uh, or like an opening in the, a, a huge gap in the ground and so like you really feel like you're going on a, a true adventure and the world is like your adversary more than just this is a set dressing for me to just walk through to get to my next place. It looks pretty, but I'm not thinking right. about it as I'm in it. And when I'm in Death Stranding, I was constantly thinking about like, this feels so real and cool <laughs> once it finally clicked for me. And that's like so, uh, like cross crossing a mountain in that game is legitimately a fucking challenge. And it's not just like, oh, can my character's animation go up this slope? It's like, can I get up this mountain and how am yeah, I going like to do this? Those are the mechanics is mountain and, climbing. Yeah, and when you get right? up there, like the mechanics of the game change too. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, and like that's where the, the you know, the, the strand gameplay, but like the multiplayer, that it's like really effective for me. If mm-hmm. like you think all hope is lost and then you come across something that someone placed, a stranger placed who made the same trek at some point and you find a ladder that can help you, or you find, you know, some sort of item that can like help you or someone built a bridge to the next, uh, sort of the next checkpoint along the way and, or, or, you know, continued a road that you started on. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of altruism that's contained in there. It's like something that's like really affecting, uh, and, and Kojima gets a lot of shit for being a weirdo and Kojima <laughs> is the biggest weirdo. He's the biggest weirdo. He's so weird. Um, but I think those like, he understands humanity in a really interesting way. And uh, the game reflects that in those mechanics. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Like that, like that was always the most interesting aspect of that whole thing to me, like that whole, which was funny. Cause like he was talking it up. Folks were like, you're not making any sense. What the hell is a strand game? But like that, that apparently was one of the big takeaways It's like, Hey, there's, there's a bunch of game in here that some folks at first glance aren't necessarily going to want to interact with but the fact that it makes you struggle for it and dig for it 
makes this other part where the multiplayer thing happens feel good. And I've I've always I've always been very forgiving of that. Like if uh, if you build an entire game that's very mediocre, but it's because it's padding out time and giving you a false sense of security to just have a big reveal at the end, which is essentially all of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. I'm fine with that because all of that was just trying to get you to this moment and that moment. Yeah, and it was kind of worth it. Yeah. yeah. So like I can definitely get behind that if that's what you're saying. Um, kind of the more tedious aspects of it is kind of uh, facilitating. Mm-hmm. So like I'm, I'm I'm more intrigued about Death Stranding than I ever have been because I did watch Jack play this on a stream and was like very it's not put a, off by yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a game you shouldn't stream it. Like you, it's a game you really should just play on your own and get immersed into it. And once you right. do, like it just it's incredible. Yeah, I also feel like it's not an entertaining game to watch someone play mm-hmm. in the same way. I think Metal Gear was extremely entertaining just to watch someone play. I watched you play four of those fuckers. Um, <laughs> whereas like watching someone play through a bunch of Death Stranding would feel kind of weird. That being said, if you want to play through Death Stranding, I will watch you play through Death <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of want to play through Death Stranding. I want to, I want to, I want to feel what Nick feels. But I am curious because because you, you said it only clicked after you set it to very easy. But like, isn't like isn't that what's giving you like that endorphin rush when you come across a thing that someone put there to make the journey easier? Is because it was hard and frustrating before that. Like, does the very easy setting? dilute any of that experience you feel like or no no it really didn't because like i it's gonna be different for every person that plays that game probably like i found like the inventory management and all the you know stamina i had to pay attention to like maybe if i go back now because i've played the game more like i'll get Mm -hmm. it and i'll get it and i will all enjoy it more but as far as like getting over that initial hump of episode three uh it it was definitely a help for me to put it on very easy and no it doesn't take any of that away because like it's still the challenge is navigating the world and that's still not easy. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you, you get, uh, they give you a bike pretty early on in the game and you're like, Oh yeah, like this is easy. I'm going to use this to traverse the world. <laughs> Fuck no, you're not. <laughs> it's more frustrating to use the vehicles and it's just a walk. Um, and so like, yeah, like once you, once you like get into that kind of loop of, you know, figuring out the next, the next path you're going to take and, you know, um even later on like the bt stuff like once you get more of the upgrades it might be worth like upgrading or upping the game's difficulty a bit more to add some of that tension back into the combat or bt stuff but if you if you don't like how it feels for people who don't know are like the oily oily ghosts yeah Um, right okay yeah but yeah like i don't know it just it just removed it just removed the tedium so that i could focus on the aspect that i like the most which is the journey and i didn't want to no. i didn't want to micromanage all this other stuff well, um, so those that's what i think like you know that's why any game that's like the last of us or whatever should have a story mode like if people literally just want to play the game for the story and a lot of that game is just there for the story then they could do that yeah, it's a better it's a better story than it is a game, but it's a fine game. I'm yeah, not, and I'm and it's and with, game. <laughs> yeah, with Death Stranding, like to me, the most important part is the journey you're on, and not all these extra mechanics that you know you need to pay attention to, like a hardcore survivalist kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, like once, yeah, and also like one of the things I read um, is on Patient Gamers on Reddit. Uh, once I got in that mindset, uh, that kind of helped the game click too. Is like basically if you treat the first three episodes of the game as like the uh, Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild. And then after that, the game really opens up like that helped me get over that hump too. of like, okay, I know what I'm in for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good way of thinking about it. Uh, Jason Tudor asked, um, are there servers in the game or are everyone's markers just left for everyone? Uh, no, there's not like 
servers like you don't log on to the north american server um but they also just don't throw everyone's thing there because yeah, it doesn't like overpopulate be, the world or anything yeah yeah i think you're kind of instanced in a world with <clears throat> that, that x amount of other players have inhabited on their journey like i i don't think there's any way of me i don't think there's like friends list stuff in the game or anything. Mm-hmm, no. um so it's it like in that way it like is genuinely altruistic like if you are leaving something behind for someone it's not me leaving it for nick it's me leaving it for a stranger um so that so that act is intentional it's not like oh you use a thing to do a thing and because you leave it there someone else can use it no yeah yeah the act is intentional and like you'll see people can if you come across something that someone built you can give it like a thumbs up and the people the uh-huh. person on their side you'll get yeah i remember it's like something. a weird social network in that game yeah yeah and like that stuff it's not like a currency that's no, it just makes you feel good um <laughs> in a really i don't know in a really nice way um that's this is one of those things why I'm really excited for Death Stranding 2. And one of you guys the other week was like, So what's like are you excited about what it's about? And I'm like, I don't know what it's about. Yeah. The reason <laughs> that's I'm excited why I'm is too. because like <laughs> the ideas that are there in the first game are so interesting and unique mm-hmm. and and good, but a little shaggy around the edges that I think it could absolutely be one of those games where like Man, one was an interesting person. Uncharted concept, one, to like, Uncharted holy two. Shit, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we bring up those games all the time. Assassin's Creed two. Um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would. Uh, I'm just really, I'm really excited to see what Kojima does next because I think um, he is one of the most interesting and fascinating humans working in the AAA space, and we need more interesting and fascinating humans working. Yeah, in I mean, AAA that's space. I, and that's why it ended up being like one of my favorite games. Like, there's Mr. Mopar away and saying it's an extremely overrated walking simulator, but you haven't Nick, played how, it. <laughs> how in every stream you're in, you find one negative comment and you call it out. Nick, reward could, positive and positivity, I, and don't you do this in every stream, Nick? Let don't me do have it. it. It's bad for your mental health no it's not because i like making fun of people like that (laughs) uh it's i don't after playing it i don't think it's overrated i think it's an extremely unique experience and one that is very like i feel like that's insane to call it overrated like it's very it's a very polarized game (laughs) perception on it yeah yeah like there are people who were like this was awful and there are folks who like i really really connected with it yeah yeah, I, uh, it just, it just I, didn't I was, interest me until more recently. Now that you guys are kind of selling me on the stuff that's in there, because I, I saw what was in there, I was like, I get it. That's an interesting mechanic, but I don't want to do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But if all that other stuff is feeding into like the payoff, then maybe I do want to do this other stuff. I don't know. I'll have to try it out, Especially and maybe I'll bounce off it and be like, "This game is ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but now that you're, you're a new well, and, convert. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking on Breakout for years about like, oh, you know, don't give X game twenty hours before it gets good. Like, I think Death Stranding's good at the start. I think after episode three, it opens up and really clicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get past that, yeah, it's also very pretty. Also, like the I'm not gonna spoil it, but like that last journey they have you go on, Marty. Really if I, <laughs> I was like are you fucking kidding me and then i started doing it i'm just like because I, I finished the game on saturday night and i was like nine o'clock and every everybody's like if you start after uh episode after finish episode nine put the game down or otherwise you're in for another five hours mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i'm gonna do exactly that i'll save it i even tweeted it i was like i'm gonna finish the game tomorrow and then i was like no, what if I, I play a little bit you, more? No, I'm like, I'm playing on easy. It won't take me that long. It took me that yeah. fucking long. <laughs> I was up till 3 a.m. <laughs> and then the, the, that last mission they have you go on, I was like, oh, no. I got to do that. And then it's like, I just got into it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Flame, been a member for 14 months. Thank you so much, Flame. Using their early access comments to say, hey, escapist dudes, hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well, Flame. Hope you're doing well as right. well. <laughs> doing right. First camera fucked up. <laughs> Not thrilled about it. Um, and also, like, the the people made a big deal about how much cutscenes are in the game. I never, I felt like those were nice breaks in between because, like, mm-hmm. that gameplay loop will get tiring if you do it for way too long. So that was another thing that probably saved me for finishing the game is like I would do a couple journeys in a night call it quits come back to it because like it's definitely yeah, like yeah. it's a 20 like it, I took me 26 hours to finish the game uh if I had just sat there and done it all in like three sittings I'm sure I would have gotten bored but because yeah, but you I didn't took visit it, you didn't visit Jeff Keeley and Conan O'Brien did you no I did not I didn't do any <laughs> I, 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 I mainlined main that story and I'm gonna leave it at that because <laughs> I think if I had spent 30 hours I might not have enjoyed it as much you don't know the joy of having Conan <laughs> O'Brien neg you when you, go, yeah. when you go to his little bunker yeah is uh, Conan O'Brien like unreasonably tall as a hologram he's <laughs> 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 like one of those giant like Halloween skeletons they sell at Home Depot now um, moving from a game you played on very easy to a game that Casey, for some reason, played on very hard. Uh, Casey, you, uh, obviously, last week, uh, Hi-Fi Rush was one of the exciting uh, shadow yeah. drops from the uh, Xbox showcase. I would played a little of it last week. I don't think you guys had a chance to play it. I've played. Uh, but in the meantime, Casey, you have gotten a chance to play all of it. And so have I. I finished it, but I finished it on very easy. I am, I am not finished with it. <laughs> I'm curious what on... the differences are because I'll, the reason I played it on hard is because Usually I play most everything on normal, but it said in its description that hard was the true experience where usually normal is what they say you should start here. Uh, But the only difference I could see from the description was that enemies hit you a lot harder. So I'm like, why is that? Yeah, that's like, why is that the the gameplay? That made made me feel like the normal one was being forgiving and that this is the normal amount enemies should hurt you. And the normal one was giving you a pass so that maybe you can get back into the rhythm if you're having trouble finding the rhythm. I'm like, okay, you know what? I I feel like I generally like tend to have decent rhythm. (laughs) So I'm going to I'm going to try it on the hard mode. For most rhythm things, like the hard mode is you, because even Guitar Heroes like that, where hard mode is like kind of the actual way to play, because it actually keeps you on pace with the beat. And I'm yeah, guessing that's like what, that's I'm guessing those that's are what all the notes is. for yeah. the song, whereas normal is kind of like we'll give you spacing in between them. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think the big difference on easy, aside from you hit harder and they hit softer, is that you could pull up uh, kind of like a metronome at the bottom. Well, it's you can like, do that on hard too. Oh, really? Yeah, you can pull that, pull that up at any time if you need it. Oh, okay. Well, I like the fact that it's optional because it's one of those like, listen, I don't need this there. Or if for some reason you're in a certain fight and you just can't find the rhythm, like it's nice to be able to pull that up and sort of like get back into it. Um, yeah. So yeah. But what did you what did you think of the game? I really, really liked it. Like, like this, this sort of game is like right up my alley. Like the rhythm aspect of it aside, because uh, I think we we weirdly talked about this sort of thing not too long ago. But like, I'd never really messed with rhythm games that are not peripheral based like the ones that you actually play with a controller mm-hmm. like theatricism whatever that game is called and all that stuff or elite beat agents like never been into those but this game takes that sort of aspect and just plump plops that as the core like the heart of an entire hack and slash action game and a platformer like a 3d you know not not really puzzle platformer, but action platformer and like they really make it work because I'm sure you guys have heard this to death, but like uh, there's a, a backing track. Like, so you're listening to music and the baseline of that music is thumping the whole time. 
like your character is bopping to it. Like you have a, a floating cat robot named 808 that has oh, like yeah. a pulse coming out of it at the same beat. But also the entire world around you is also slightly throbbing. Like like lamp posts will be bopping. <laughs> like steam will be coming out of a vent at a, right, at a yeah. specific beat. So like it's it's like it's honestly difficult in my mind to not just sort of fall into the rhythm because they're, yeah. they're just giving it to you at all times. Um, and honestly, most of the levels too keep the same rhythm. I think there's maybe one or two that pick it up a tiny bit, mm-hmm. but for the most part, because I, I was testing this when I was you know editing the video, like there are certain faster songs, but I think it's just a faster uh, rhythm, but it's on the same pace. Like, I don't, I'm yeah. not a music major or whatnot, but like it's just extra beats, whereas the earlier songs had like maybe less beats, but it's the same rhythm. So like it, it like later scenes would match up with earlier music, like when I was editing. So I feel like as long as you can follow the beat from the beginning, like you're good going forward. Cause everything just, every mechanic that they add just stacks on top of the next in like a really cool and fun way. Like it's very, very rudimentary. Like if you see this, use this, right? Like this character will break shields. This character will break mm-hmm. its other shield. Cause there are like two different shields. Uh, this character will deal with fire, right? But it's like, now we'll give you a mix mash of the different things that you have to do in the moment. So it's like, they just keep adding more pieces to that puzzle over time and like slowly easing you into it as you get used to the new thing. And then they add the new thing, they add the new thing. And I absolutely adore games that challenge you in that way with just very easy basic mechanics, but with everything happening all at once, it's all about you like managing them in a fun way. The only the only part of that game I'm finding very difficult is the parry system. I, I mean, parry works the same way. <laughs> like is like if you see an enemy winding up, you can start tapping the parry button to the beat because they will only ever hit you on the beat. So as long as you're keeping that rhythm, you're absolutely safe. Yeah. I, same thing I with just, the dodge. Like they'll you dodge the same time they swing, you're safe. Yeah, I just got the parry, and so. It, and it literally just light bulb ding now is those lightning like when they show you the beat in the lightning bolts that's what you want to be clicking before they even attack yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm like oh now i get it yeah those, those kind of showdown sections where like they'll like kind of lock you uh they lock the camera between you and a very tough enemy yeah. and then they'll show you a pattern like that and in that moment it's a little off because it's still on beat, but like they'll give you like a little rhythm within the beat. So like that's what you have to focus on in the heat of battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a way you can actually get around that if like if you're good. Like if you beat them up enough, and then like they do that area thing that knocks you down. If you dodge that, you can just keep hitting them until they die. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get out of that if you want. Uh, how did you? How did you like like the sort of the story, the world, the vibe, the style? The um, really, really cartoony, mm-hmm. but like in a good way. Like good way. Um, yeah. I want to say like Chai, the main character is just like every main character in like every thing. Like he's, he's very generic in that way, but he's still good. Like he's still funny. He's still likable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so everyone around Chai that like kind of helps him be the center of attention in a weird way. Yeah, Cause yeah. Chai is weirdly the least interesting character in the game. Mm-hmm. But like uh, the first, you know, helper he meets peppermint um, like her design is really cool. Um, uh, their back and forth dialogue is very standard. Uh, he's being super annoying and she's trying to, you know, use him for, you know, a myster- mysterious purposes or whatever. So like mm-hmm. that mystery drags you along until you meet the other characters who all just keep getting progressively more and more interesting. 
all the boss characters are like mad funny. Like they're super yeah. cool, uh, super hilarious. Um, like every single one of them I met, uh, with maybe the exception of the very last one. Like the the main boss is probably the the least entertaining, but he even he has his moments here and there. Like he's mm-hmm. he's kind of a less chatty, handsome Jack, if anything. That's a good way to describe. Yeah. Well, uh, Marty, you played first spoken a little bit as well, right? Mm-hmm. So like everybody was like, why is everybody okay with the dialogue in this and that first spoken? Uh, would you say it's because like this game feels like it has a very consistent tone and feel and first spoken does not? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the world and the vibe they are going for is extremely different. Like this game yeah. has a Saturday morning cartoon kind of feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's world does and, and, sort of its quips like it feels like a game you play with like a bowl of cereal in your hand mm-hmm. um whereas forespoken is oftentimes trying to balance the 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 quips that you have with your bengal also with heavy character deaths of characters that you don't really care about but there's like a genocide going on and i'm <laughs> really sad but like i don't care about these characters like yeah they, you know i mean again that doesn't put in the work to like make no. you like really care about what's going on in the world um and so yeah i still i still stand by my thing that forespoken's dialogue is getting dunked on for the sake of getting dunked on yeah. i don't think it's good I think it's I still just think that is true as well. Ornately, inornately, inord or inordinately. Why yeah. didn't I just <laughs> at a certain point just use a different word? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, use adaption. I, it's adaption. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it's getting dunked on because it's the sacrificial lamb every couple months to get dunked on, and also it's a, it's a target's on its on its back for trying to portray characters who are different. Yeah, um, like, I'm I'm really curious, like if the main character had been like a uh, an Indian girl or a black girl yeah. or any girl that Would wasn't a white girl. Yeah. Like, smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it definitely used, like it uses tried and true jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> honestly, I liked, like, I liked the stuff yeah. in it. Like they do the thing where, ch- where the main character is wanted and he's literally he walks into a room where he's literally making the exact pose as the wanted poster, the wanted poster and yeah. enemies are looking back and forth. Like, is this the guy that's so old? That's yeah. so corny. That's like, but like shit. Yeah. 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 But it, like, it's, it's, it still works. Timeless it comedy. still hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, uh, yeah. And I just liked, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I liked the music. I liked the world. I like that. This game just feels, you know, people keep comparing it to like games of like the late nineties and the early aughts. And, it's partly just because this game is just like short and sweet and doesn't waste your time. It doesn't get bogged down. And like, there are some upgrades and stuff, but you're not going through like skill tree and menu hell like you do in so many AAA games, including Forspoken. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of, it's just a thing with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it's not asking for your credit card all the time. Uh, and I think it's just like, we take for granted that we just don't get a lot of those anymore. And we used to get a lot of them. Like every yeah. game used to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I really like it. And it's, um, I, I, the fact that it came out of left field, I think is, is super interesting. That being said, a lot of people are like, man, more people should shadow drop games. I don't think that's nope. true. Nope. nope. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was very curious bad. about that practice. A, yeah. That, that and I think this works because, <laughs> yeah, this works because it has the backing of one of the first parties and that first party has an ability to deliver it for free to not, you know, free to mm. millions of people who subscribe to that service. Um, 
Whereas if some indie game tried to do this, or even if some like random ass Square Enix game tried to do this, everyone would be like, what? Like, uh, what do we? Uh, what? Yeah, like, I mean, you just try to like shadow drop a Sonic game. Shadow drop a shadow game, though. It's gotta <laughs> be, uh, it, yeah. It's gotta be a game that's screaming quality, and this game yeah. screamed quality. Uh, and yeah, the, the backing of Xbox, the they had the backing of a very highly publicized event where everybody saw it all at the same time and said, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that. And I'm gonna talk about it." Yeah. Uh, and then, of I mean, course, the interesting thing is they didn't they didn't uh, give warning to anyone in the press. So, like, they shadow dropped it on IGN. Like, IGN wasn't like, and here's our review, because yeah. we got the game a week ago. Like, they started their review when everyone started playing the game, uh, which which is another thing I find interesting. Yeah, they said, I was reading an interview with the creative director, uh, John Johannes, who said that um, the game became, like, a cult hit internally at Microsoft, and mm-hmm. that's what sort of gave them the confidence to do that kind of drop. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think kind of works because, like, I don't know, maybe if this game would have just like part of the things I thought the trailer was good for the game, but I was kind of like, ah, we'll see. Like, the trailer is really cool, but we'll see how it is. And I could just see how it was immediately. And then once you play the game, you're like, oh, this game feels really good. Like, this mm-hmm. game feels really good. It feels good to like you, you immediately get sucked into that world. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's like a rare sort of a rare concoction that allows you to do that. Um, which is interesting because it seems like uh, certain like leaks and stuff is pointing to Nintendo m- or might be doing this in a few days with Advance Wars. And granted, Advance Wars is a done for no quantity that got <laughs> that game's delayed. been done forever. <laughs> yeah, and got delayed because of the war in Ukraine. Um, but it sounds like it just might come out on the 10th and that might be like the but day you have to pay for that. After. You would have to pay for that. Although... And, and it's not on a subscription service, is it? Nintendo, Nintendo Vouchers. Nintendo Vouchers back... Wait, what is that? The hell is you got that? A so for a hundred dollars, you get two N- Nintendo vouchers, digital vouchers. Oh yeah, they were doing okay. That wasn't you thing can they were use doing them on any two first party Nintendo games. And so if you like, you could very easily get um a hundred eShop dollars for ninety dollars through like any online sale. Like you can find mm-hmm. them almost all the time. And so for ninety dollars ostensibly, you can get two first party Nintendo games. So forty five dollars a piece. So a little bit cheaper. That or you'll you rebuy the games you already own. Uh, I mean, I'm going to rebuy these two, and I, I, <laughs> yeah. I own them. But, uh, yeah. uh, but that's fine. They look different now, and it's fine. you got, you got to support it. Mm-hmm. S- support the troops, Nick. Mm. <laughs> support the Advance War troops. Uh, King Dead, thank you so much for resubbing a tip jar. Uh, after 28 months, what's the weird confluence of rhythm games and hi-fi, uh, BPM, bolts per minute, Metal Hellsinger, Hyrule, the cadence of Hyrule? Um I think it's just a new trend that's starting to catch on. Like you know, yeah. that and- I don't know. These, those all feel really spaced apart. Like I don't. I don't think rhythm in games is like a super new thing. I feel like there's always been something in that genre, right? Like we've had like the not so much in combat, the Taiko games. drum masters, yeah, and yeah but the, not but not like games outside of just music. Yeah, but I would say that a lot of these developers are of the age where maybe they grew up playing Parappa the Rapper or Taiko Drum Master or Guitar Hero or those Mm -hmm. kind of things. And then they became developers and they were like, man, I really loved those games. How can we do a thing like that? But in the shooter genre that I work in, or how can we do that in the, the uh, character action game, which is a genre we want to work in. So um, yeah, that doesn't, that that works for me. I also just like the style of this game a lot more than like metal hell singer for me. Like the style was the put off. Like (laughs) I just don't like metal music and, Everyone was so mad. Everyone was so mad in that game. Why was so mad? <laughs> there, there was also an indie project that uh, I've been following for a while 
like it got some press sometime back that I feel like Hi-Fi Rush completely ate its lunch. Uh, it's called like Sword of Symphony or something like that. Okay. And like it's 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 like a, a char- it's like a action uh, hack and slash game, but the character uses like uh, a what do you call it? A conductor rod? A baton? Sure. And like all the attacks like are like you can't say sure it is a baton. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like we're not like agreeing to like meet halfway there. Just because I I I can't I like that didn't jog anything in my mind, so I can't just go sign it. Wind Waker, you, you, you have said anything. In Wind Waker, you have a baton. I thought it was called a Wind Waker. <laughs> You're a Wind Waker. <laughs> Wind Waker. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm curious. I wonder if that, if that dev is upset because that kind of sucks because they've been working suck. on that solo. Yeah, and then out of nowhere this thing comes yeah. out. And then your game's going to come out and be like, you just stole this from Hi-Fi right, Rush. Exactly. Like, we were working on it for so long. Uh, Nick the OG with a $2 dono said, glad I got you guys. The Boston slash Toronto game sucks. Basketball? Uh, I'm assuming hockey because that's more. Oh, a sport thing probably. Or basketball. Yeah. I didn't realize Nick, Nick. Look at Nick's a big sports fan. Oh, speaking of sports, uh, I found the Whopper commercial, <laughs> uh, but I found an hour-long version, so it just loops it for an hour. People. So they're giving uh, us sending, money. Don't hurt them. Uh, I'm sending it here. I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, we can. We can. You have to do what you want. But I'm just saying, you got the you got an hour-long Whopper commercial. It's gonna curse this Yikes. into my brain right now. Uh, it's great. Let's release it as a ZP uh, compilation episode. And it's just yes. four hours of that. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Bear Bomb with a $5 dono. Thank you so much. Zelda going to need a robot cat if he wants to top Hi-Fi Rush for Goaty. Uh 808s is great. Also, 808s is a great name for a cat. Um, I, I, I literally said those words to my fiance. I was like, is yeah. that like a dope-ass name for a robot yeah, cat? <laughs> it is. It's really good. Yeah, and a game about music and, and about keeping beat. Uh, and then the Joe Man with a $10 dono. As a freelance uh, voice actor myself, our rates are nowhere near the same as uh, acting. Uh, the move will massively inflate budgets. Also, there'd be no Conroy. Uh, it would have been the Arkham Keaton. Also, Lola Gal Gadot, Gadot doing voice acting. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Um, well, yeah, what, well, what if that's the, the catch then? Is that everyone who he now casts basically has to be a triple threat? He's like, oh, can you do like the stunt work for well, see, uh, no, this, capture? This, can you do actual acting? Can you do voice acting? Like yeah, this one. Well, this yes, one's yes, happening because yes, game, game publishing companies don't like unions. So <laughs> if they have to work with the actors' unions, <laughs> they sure don't. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> they sure don't. <laughs> Take a walk, James. <laughs> uh, the idea of Gal Gadot uh, as a voice actor is pretty funny. I'm Did sure she voice anything so in that Fast and Furious uh, Forza game? <laughs> Oh, she, I thought you were saying the Fast and Furious movies. I was like, she was a person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she voiced herself as the person. No, because I, I distinctly remember that that little that little offshoot just had voices in it. Like I remember Vin Diesel's voice in it, and it was him and Michelle Rodriguez. I don't know how deep into the cast they got. Uh, okay, uh, those two those two love money though. So <laughs> good, good, good on them. Uh, I also earlier Googled is the baby in Death Stranding a boy or a girl? And there's so many arguments over it. So I guess TBD, another Kojima mystery. That's a big TBD yeah. from, from Big Daddy <laughs> Kojima. Um, what uh, do you, what else what else have you been playing and watching? Nick, have you been playing and watching anything else? Uh, yeah, I started uh, Chained Echoes. Uh, the really high pro oh, yeah. kind of over, underlooked, overlooked uh jrpg that's like on a bunch of people's radars now uh 
It's on Steam. Uh, I think it's on Switch too. I think it's on every platform actually. I feel like the the fir- the term is overlooked. I feel like it should be underlooked. Underlooked. <laughs> yeah. Like not enough people are looking at it. I don't. I guess overlooked is supposed to be like you're looking, like you're not seeing it. Yeah. But like, that's the short. The short. short at that yeah. Case, that, as a short that person value in the has room, no meaning. Overlooked. Game, a game of <laughs> uh, But yeah, no. I, I started it. It has. Uh, it fixes like a lot of like the JRPG issues that permeate the genre, where like. You get okay, issues you have. Don't be, uh, don't, uh, don't be. You, you don't you interrupt me, Yahtzee. Uh, the, the game gets you right into the action. You're in combat within three minutes of starting that game. The story and the prologue in JRPG is, combat, yes. Uh, the story and prologue are very quick to get you into the game. And then once you start the main game, there's dialogue. It doesn't take an hour, Persona 5, and you get right into the world and you're an going. Hour. Try five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that is that is an RPG. Uh, and I, and also, uh, I haven't played uh, played Chrono Cross, but apparently, it pulls a lot from Chrono Cross, and the combat is Ooh. very quick. No long drawn out animations. There's no like when you finish a battle. There's no like XP screen where everything, all the bars move. You're just in, out, and you go. Oh, I love the bars though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're getting rid of a lot of like uh, mainstays in that genre. I wonder how the the target audience feels about that. Uh, and also that sounds great to me. uh, Yeah. uh, I was, I was kind of shocked at how quickly I was sucked into the world and everything. The pixel art is great. The music's great. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to like getting off this and going to play more. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, I know it's on game pass. Uh, Come out super late in the year. Come out in December, I think. Um, And I know like everybody that's played it has said it's amazing. Really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Like apparently Um, like one of the best JRPGs that's come out in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, if that's really good, and then if we get to see a stars later this year, and that's really good, that's uh, a a renaissance for kind of 16 bit throwback JRPGs. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive! Um, look at you, look at you getting out. Look at you, you're playing JRPGs, <laughs> you're playing Death Stranding. Yep. You, you, you could be like, Oh, I watched Ken Burns' Civil War documentary. <laughs> no, <laughs> I bet you did. You'd feel like you got like grandpa tastes, you'd like Ken Burns grandpa Civil tastes. <laughs> Yeah, you like all those like uh, all those dad shows on uh, on Amazon. Uh, yeah. Dads love that, that's dad. That's not grandpa. That is true. But grandpa, what is grandpa if not a, a dad's a, dad? A grandpa's a, a super dad. Yeah, a super dad. Yeah. Super dad sixty four. Uh, and chat will also be happy to know I did not get addicted to Dota two. I played it last weekend. I haven't touched it this week. So, um, but I did find I really like the gameplay loop of a MOBA. Uh, so I did. I do want to try predecessor. I bought that, which is like mm. the the Paragon remake. Um, so I, I do like the loop of the, the MOBA. The MOBA. <laughs> you, got, you should play, you should play Smite. I, it continues I, to amaze me how, how Frost is Smite famous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Smite's like treat, like, like tweeting out like, Oh, we have our new pantheon of gods and Frost is just one of them. I'm like, how's this? What's going on here? <laughs> it's like a, know. it's just like Frost a secret life. God. He doesn't talk to us about. Yeah. He's, he's he almost ashamed of it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't want us to know. Yeah, he's a smite god. Speaking like, do you think there's any like professional athletes right who just like don't talk about it and who are like super like low key? I, I would like, I would have been yeah. if I had continued with Call of Duty back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> just take my money and go. <laughs> Wait, you were Call of Duty professional? Uh, we when before like esports was a thing. There was game battles, like MLG. If you remember that, that's all made up. Nah, <laughs> I remember and, MLG. Yeah, MLG, and then they had game battles where you could like meet people online, create teams, and I was like on the number two team on the team ladder for a while for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. 
I was on the number one team. Like if we, if we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The number one team for. Oh, like how quickly you both laughed at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You went last two seconds in one of those matches. Ah, what are you talking about? Put me in the gulag. Yeah, you went last in the gulag. <laughs> Which one of those games got the gulag? It's pre, War's, pre gulag. Warzone. This pre gulag. <laughs> Mar- Marty, Marty would forget to pull his parachute. Oh, it's one of those games. I'm not playing that way. I'm yeah. not playing that game. <laughs> yeah. I do that. I forget that in Rogue Company all the time. Um, <laughs> the Rogue Company automatically does it for you. You don't pull it in Warzone. I know, which is really nice of Rogue Company. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I appreciate Rogue convenient. Company. Yeah, uh, Jason Tudor uh, wants to know my favorite Modern Warfare 2 map. Uh, ooh. The one with bullet holes. Terminal. Terminal. Yeah. Steakhouse. Terminal. Terminal. So how long do you think? Fun. Oh, Terminal. Okay. I was going to say, how long do you think if I just named things it would take me to get there? Resort. Not long. A long Resort? Time. I don't know. There's probably... Cannibal Cruise? I, I, Burger King? <laughs> I'm still thinking about that Whopper commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, no, you there can't is a Modern it. Warfare that has a prominent scene in a burger restaurant, which is supposed yeah, to be like standard for Burger King. Yeah, you're oh, Modern Warfare right. 2 when the Russians invade. Defending, uh, you're defending oh, Burger good. Town. Good. Or you <laughs> fall back to Burger Town. Fall back to Burger Town. <laughs> Imagine um, that sentence uh, on your dying day. <laughs> we need to fall back to Burger Town. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. Still? I put that game in 60 frames per second, and it is like I'm Why? on drugs every time I play. Nick, Why is that a thing you can do? 60 frames per second? I didn't know that was an option. Nick, go into the options menu, play one round of it, and it's going to look so different. Like, it legitimately feels like I'm on drugs when I play. It's so smooth. Like, I've never cared about 30 or 60 in any game before. Wow. Marvel Snap is the game that gets you. You're going to see it. Nick, we're going to get a live reaction. Uh, It's it's phenomenal, though. That sounds insane. Oh, my God. You guys don't know. You don't even know. (laughs) I have a a reward to accept. (laughs) All right. This is going to turn into a Marvel uh, Snap stream. (laughs) It's just like, I'm just going to (laughs) go. I don't need to be here. Um, I've also uh, I've been playing uh, every night a little bit of Season: A Letter of the Future. That was a game we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we played the demo. Um, it its opening its opening is way better contextualizing what's going on than the demo. Like the opening has like so a twenty five minute thing before where the, what? <laughs> it's so smooth! Oh my god, <laughs> Nick! <am> yes, I- <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Holy it is crazy. It feels magical, doesn't it? Does it make you want to keep playing? Yeah. Sorry, guys. So what? You're so what? Own. How many frames was it running at before? Thirty. Thirty. Default, I believe. It's insane. I don't know anyone. <laughs> anyone who plays Marvel Snap in the community, if you haven't changed it to sixty, change it to sixty now. Oh and was that later. always a setting, or is that like new? Did I like, don't oh, we just, know. We just bumped it up for you, you hardcore snappers. I don't know because I went to the options menu because I didn't have the update yet, and I was like, "Can I update from the options menu?" And it turns out I couldn't. I had to update from like the app store. But one of the things there was like sixty. I was like, "Ooh, what's going on here? I'll get a little frisky tonight." And it turns out, God, it was very frisky. <laughs> uh, but anyways, season uh, really, really beautiful game that uh, almost had me in tears in the opening scene because it's about leaving home and uh, as as someone who's done that before and having like uh, the, sort of like the the melancholy of having to say goodbye to a parent who knows they won't be able to see you again mm-hmm. but they're really excited to for you to go out and explore the world. Uh, it's, it's it has a really effective opening, which makes that 
part in the demo and contextualizes it and makes a lot more sense out of it. And so you, you actually appreciate everything you're seeing and everything you're learning about the world. Also, has, right. still has really incredible, George Lucas, you were talking about dual sense, um, has really great use of the dual sense. Um, just with, uh, I, 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 more games need to do stuff like this, but, um, just with its simple thing of when you start pedaling your bike, you have to oscillate between the two triggers and there's like a, a layer it is of like resistance, resistance. To, yeah, yeah. as if you're like pulling, pushing the pedal, but then like it lets up when you're like going downhill or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah that was just, actually really cool. Yeah. And it feels, it feels really good. And I've really, I've, I've really been digging where I'm at. Uh, I was talking to Yassi about it. Apparently he was feeling the same way and then started to lose interest about at the point where I'm at now. So I'm <laughs> a little bit worried. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But apparently the game's not very long, but um, it's definitely a little like navel gazy and it's, uh, it's, it's very slow. It can be a little finicky, but uh, if, if it's going to be one of those games where like, I'm glad I don't have to put a number to it because uh, it's, it's sort of the lasting impressions it's giving me are way more important than being like, it's a seven kind of thing right yeah yeah so yeah i'm enjoying that i started, uh, on, about... the, I started it on the steam deck and it's uh not working correctly so I'm waiting oh for really them to, yeah mm-hmm. i'm waiting for them to release it with a patch so i can play it on there also yeah. but i also feel like i well i don't know that game puts me to sleep i really like it it's just too calming it's very calming <laughs> yeah especially that's that true. opening is very slow like once you <laughs> yeah. start like pedaling out into the world you might uh mm, yeah you might feel a, a bit different but... feel like death stranding yeah there you go yes um Casey, what have you what have you been playing or watching? Uh, well, uh, we did a Hidden Gems uh, two days ago, and I checked out Islets, which is a little Metroidvania from a solo dev. Yeah, I like it. Um, that game looks really cool. Like, I mean, like art wise, like it has a really nice art style. You're about to dunk on it. No, I'm not. I'm not dunking <laughs> on it at all. Oh, I thought you were about to dunk on it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like Islets. It's super cute. That's the thing. Um, it's. It, it does everything that Metrovanias do, but like it, it's doing it in like kind of short bursts. Yeah. So like you, also there's like a a weird, uh, not inconsequential. Like Nick is trying to show us the <laughs> the smoothness. Yeah, because the smoothness will definitely come across you doing that. It will. It's on my my good. Like how many frames is your uh your camera through the stream? Sixty, <laughs> forty. I don't know. Uh, yeah, George Lucas. Uh, it is a it's Hollow Knight ish. Well, only in the sense that they're they belong to the same genre, right? Yeah. But um, it, it does this thing where like you you collect things that aren't like your main uh, abilities, and those things give you passive abilities. So like, but you choose like you wouldn't like a roguelite. So it's like, yeah. oh, you get three cards. Like, oh, get more um, health, get stronger attacks, get whatever. And so I found that to be really interesting because depending on like how you personally are playing in a game, you can start to tailor um your character to what makes it easier on you mm-hmm. but the game was already in my opinion feeling a little on the easy side like there's definitely some some like fun platforming stuff in there like like i like that mechanic where you have to like attack the floating blob and it kind of hook shots you with the attack yeah. as opposed to an actual hook shot um and like there were some like some fun jumping puzzles related to that i'm sure it gets you know a lot more complicated further and i only played you know for two hours uh but you know we fought like three bosses um i want to say of the three bosses, it took me two times on two two tries on two of them to kill them, um, and I, I, that's not a bad thing. But for me, 
that that's not going to hold my interest for, for, too, sure. long, for too much longer. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just being honest. Like I, 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 there are no faults with that. Like if I had to review it and finish it, I'd be giving it a high rating. Yeah. But it's not something I feel compelled to stick with because it's yeah. not like uh, like it's not hooking me. Like it's not like okay, that boss fight gave me like a rush or a thrill after now that I'm finished. So I'm I want to see what the next one is like. Like that's we, that's what I'm missing from this. We need to put Haiku the robot in the account because I need you to play that. Because that I think that will give you that hook. They followed me on Twitter today. Uh Haiku the robot did? Yeah. Uh c- can you get a can you get a code? So <laughs> uh yeah I'll check that out. Yeah because you were like you were raving about that. Oh my god, I love Haiku the Robot. I think uh, uh, Islets is for babies, Haiku the Robot is for grown-ass men like me. <laughs> I mean, and that, that being said, like, Islets is not, like, super... It's not for babies, like Marty said. Like, that, no, it's, that was it's a joke. not. I'm being an asshole. Like, yeah. it, it does have, like, challenge to it. Like, there, there was, like, a fun airship section that just straight up was a bullet hell. But even as a bullet hell, it was kind of, like, forgiving. Like, that that encounter I died to, like, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. The one thing I saw in chat that made me want to play it... Uh, is that Frost said, like, you continue moving forward. It's not like a Metroidvania where, like, you're backtracking all the time. Well, it's interesting because one of the mechanics is, so you, you're, it's like these, these uh, disparate islands that are floating in the air, and you sort of, you complete them, and then they end up becoming magnetized and, like, glom onto each other. So you're kind of building the interconnected open world as you hmm. go along from these like smaller stages so like you'll get to the end of one of one island and there's like a bridge and it just ends yeah but uh later on you will complete another world and be able to connect those two islands so that the bridges connect and so like you're slowly building out the um that's neat the world and yeah in a pretty in a, in a pretty neat way but um blue radley so- with a huge promising uh, review said i beat haiku it's pretty good Nice. Uh, and uh, somebody also said in chat that they just changed their Marvel Snap to 60 frames and it changed their life. Yeah. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he says that it is insane. The DEA bursted and seized my phone because they thought it was a drug. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and then, uh, anything else? Uh, yeah. I, I've been, I've watched a little bit more Velma. Um, How many? Uh, there's, is there like 100 episodes of Velma? Or you just watch this one's weekly? No, I. I binged the first oh, four because that was all that was out. Yeah, it's a weekly oh, show. That I binged the first sense. four and was pretty high on it. Like it was like it was really funny. First four episodes, the fifth episode um, <laughs> is a lot less funny, but it's it's for two core reasons. And I just so happened to also uh, like stumble upon, and I, I I'm sorry that I cannot remember the outlet, but I stumbled upon like a a written conversation of three folks talking about. Um, a couple of these kind of reboot shows. Like they were talking about that 90 show. They were talking about Velma. They were talking about uh, Night Court. And they pointed out some stuff in Velma that I saw in that episode because uh, I hadn't gotten there yet. And it's that particular thing is grating to me in terms of a fan of Mindy Kaling's writing. Mm. So I don't want, I don't want to like spoil it, but it's like, it's the sort of thing that's just like, this drags down the premise. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. And now that this is happening, this is a, this is not entertaining, and the characters who were being entertaining are more focused on this than they are on whatever they were doing beforehand. So I'm hoping that that kind of falls apart as the season uh, goes forward. Like they start to focus on the stuff that they started with, and it kind of fixes itself. But yeah, episode five is not great. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm curious if like the 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 reviews like if did critics see the whole thing or have critics also been going weak? I'm, I'm assuming the critics saw. Like when all those reviews right. came out, I think those were all for the first episode. In all honesty, wow, that's weird. That's and like they were they were trashing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the first and that, the first episode hammers over the head. Hey, this is not the Velma you remember. This is a different Velma. This is your mom's a jerk. Velma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like, I think a lot of people was like, but I wanted the Velma I liked and not this yeah. new Velma and like just rejected it wholesale. But like, there's funny stuff in there. Um, Speaking of, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to change. But if you have something to say about it. No, I was going to go on a very different route. Okay. Yeah, go, go, I'm going right on a very ahead. different route uh, please, where please uh, chat will be happy to know. I finally watched another Marvel movie. <laughs> I chat watched. hates Marvel. Chat doesn't want you to watch any Marvel. Oh, I don't remember. Our chat hates Marvel? Since when? I don't think our I chat think hates so. Marvel. No. I think our chat hates... Chat, yay or nay, do you hate Marvel? <laughs> yeah. Well, I Not watched fake. the Multiverse of Madness last night, and I was uh, whelmed by it. <laughs> I like the one combat sequence where or, uh, Wanda goes full bad, and that's, yeah, that's about all I have to say about it. But I also watched Malignant last night, finally. Hell yeah. Oh my god. That is a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that is a That's a Malignant and uh a Multiverse of Madness is a weird double feature where an hour into both those movies you're like, "Oh no, what's happening now?" <laughs> uh, yeah, my yeah. Uh, my roommate and I watched it and we were kind of laughing at it throughout. It's it's uh yeah, it's not really Is that supposed to be uh scary or is it one of those subversive joints? It's it's subversive, uh, but yeah, I'm not going to tell you how. Like, go watch yeah. it. <laughs> it becomes so. There's like a reveal uh, in like the second act that is so outlandish. And you're like, all right, um, I'm on board. All right, let's 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 do whatever. I'm 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 ready to go. Where you're, like, where you're ready? Yeah, there's to take there, the there's a point in that movie like where my face went with Marvel Snap at 60 frames. My face did that last night watching that movie, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> this is where right, we're going with out. this. Yeah. yeah, it's on it's on HBO Max. Um, it's, then, it's, uh, yeah, it's very, very tonight. Strange. Tonight, I plan on watching. Thor. Uh, the reason I'm catching up is because I still haven't seen Thor either. Yeah, the reason I'm planning on catching up is because I'm mildly interested in uh, Ant Man and the Quantum Media, uh, just because mm. it looks like a darker take, and I kind of like the darker Marvel movies that have more stakes. I fully go on expecting to be disappointed by it, you know. But uh, if I have to watch all this Marvel stuff, I, I got to do it at some point for my uh, media literacy. <laughs> Casey, I, I posited a question during recap: Is Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors is fucking buff now yeah like he is he got, crazy he got buff in creed, that creed movie yeah. in creed and he's in this other like indie movie where he plays like a aspiring like magazine like model. what's crazy is he was already really buff he was already pretty buff before yeah. he got more buff now he's just even more buff is he the best the does he have no, the most acting crazy. talent to buffness of anyone <laughs> like it's a i don't know how to like phrase it but like there are buffer dudes in movies but none of them are as good of an actor is there anyone huh. who's been buffer than him who's as good of an actor because some people were like tom hardy i'm like i don't think tom hardy's ever been that buff like this is like yeah tom buff. yeah tom hardy is not as buff as jonathan majors has yeah. been looking in these promo things for sure yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. You that he might he might be the top of that. Might list. be the buff the buffest best dude. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he gets like an award for being the, so people say Batista? Batista's been good in little doses. Like we don't know if like Batista can like yeah he hasn't like carried a whole 
scene yeah, or anything. Yeah. We're gonna see this M Night Shyamalan movie. Apparently, he's like the main. He's like the the main deal. I, I like this uh, Batista origin story where he's like, "Hey, I'm trying to be a serious actor, guys. Stop, stop fucking my shit up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, people say Christian Bale not as buff as. Oh my god, Jonathan Majors, no, Christian Bale for breakfast. Yeah, we're not uh, talking you know about what? Ben, ben Affleck got really buff uh, uh, when he did Batman. Yeah, Batman, yeah. You know who, who we never even said yes, uh, yesterday? I got to see those two guys. Uh, uh, John Cena. Next to each other. Yeah, but John Cena is not as good of an actor. As, he's not as good. At, yeah, he, he was, I like John Cena a lot. Maker. I don't think he's as good as John. He's good in various here. Like, what like, else? What you, I don't know. Nothing. Suicide no, Squad. I, I like John. I like John Cena a lot. That's he's, the same character, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you asked what else he was in. I, I really did like. Character. I really did like Peacemaker too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Barry. Jeez. Yeah. Does Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant's not buff though. He's, he's also not a great, great actor. Yeah, he's also. <laughs> he's also not a great actor. I like that one story where apparently he drank like a hundred beers on like a transatlantic flight though. That's too many beers. You don't got to drink a hundred beers. <laughs> Why are you drinking so many beers? I guess when you're nine hundred pounds. Yeah, um, the only other actor would say, and I know I'm wrong, but. Uh, uh, the guy that plays Mac and, and and it's always sunny when he goes from being fat to super buff. That was funny. When like got, one episode. When he got really buff. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, what? He got pretty, I, I like buff Mac. Fat Mac and buff Mac. Those are both good. He's uh, pretty buff in uh, Mythic Quest. Yeah. He's yeah, always he showing does. off his abs in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's always showing off his abs. He does that and it's always sunny, too. He's always got a shirt off. The uh, the last thing I want to recommend to everybody yeah, is Jackman, uh, watch, watch Me Forever, which is the thing I've been watching the last couple nights on Twitch. Uh, and that's the thing John just wrote a new story about. Uh, a dude made an AI that created a infinite episode of Seinfeld that is lo-fi, like lo-fi graphics. And the AI, this thing just keeps going. And it's been on for like several days straight now. And it started, there was like 10 of us in the chat. And now there's 9,000 people watching it live. <laughs> and it's it's just called Nothing is Forever. AI generated, always on, always weird. It is the weirdest thing. It is so weird. Oh, I've watched how did the last you find couple this? Uh, I, I, I stumbled upon it on Reddit. And then I had a, a really high fever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was watching it. I feel like I like, click this link and like just nothing will be here. Takes his NyQuil like, oh boy. But it looks like someone made like a Seinfeld game for like PS1. But it's like AI generated and they're having conversations. But the character names kind of sound like the character names from Seinfeld that are slightly different. It is so good. At? It's like being in hell. And then every <laughs> once in a while in between episodes, you'll get like the, you'll get, you'll get like uh, what's coming up next on TV. It's so good. Look, um, George. Yeah. Oh, when do you listen to it? It's very strange. How long? So between long that until... and uh, Marvel Snap in sixty frames, uh, I've had a I've had a real eventful couple of days. <laughs> Jeez, um, some multimedia drugs. Uh, well, the story's doing well on Chartbeat, so there you go. Um, do uh, do you guys have anything else before we before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. No, no. We have. Let's let's finish this. I gotta watch Seinfeld. Yeah, we have a <laughs> we have one week left until the the discourse of the year happens. So. Uh, the game oh, that shall Hog, not be Hogwarts named. No, Bugatti. you can't see it. Watch out, Schmogwarts Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I I got a laugh out of that when I put that in this morning about the game that shall not be named. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's what, good. That's what, that's what they call. That's what they call Voldemort. I should have. Not allowed to say his name though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm gonna play that game. Like I, I wasn't planning too. on it. it. I've been saying this from the beginning. That game doesn't look fun. <laughs> I'm the odd man out. I think it looks awesome. <laughs> I don't want to be Gryffindor. 
What if I get? What if I put on the hat and they call me a Hunklepuff? I don't want to be a Hunklepuff. Also, it's like the 1800s. I don't want to be no 1800s wizard. What are we have cars. Um, yeah, if you can't date anyone in the game, why am I even playing? Oh. Uh, you'll be back, uh, Casey, in 30 minutes with more Kachessi the Greek. Correct? This is true. You guys are. Uh, you guys are. are Where are you at? Jamming God through II? God of War Two. You're probably uh, killing that's a, that's Calliope a great or something. Question. I'm not killed so entirely far. sure where we are. Did he get past? <laughs> did he get past the the puzzle that he was stuck at with the uh, the guy hanging with a fire pit? Because I saw he. Was oh yeah, that was a while confused. ago. Yeah, okay. that was like that was like three years ago. He was very angry. You couldn't just cut the chain. <laughs> to be fair, he should have been able to just cut the rope. <laughs> Think about it. Think about I made a mobile game about that. They can't do that. Much. <laughs> Um, Casey, what else? Uh, what else can folks check out? Where can folks find you? What should folks watch? All that good stuff. Uh, you can find me at Sigma Gears Nine on Twitch and Twitter. I have an episode of the podcast up, fresh, ready for you to listen to. Just search for the Sigma Show on podcast services. Um, I should have uh, a review for Hi-Fi Rush dropping soon. Not entirely sure when, but soon. As well as a review for Hubris, which is a VR uh, first-person shooter. Because uh, I'm gonna finish that video tonight, and then I should come out probably uh, before the end of the week, or maybe not. Who knows? I'm not in charge of that stuff. <laughs> um, Hi-Fi Rush will probably be up tomorrow if the video's done, right? Uh, maybe, because we've got uh, a review for the Backbone prologue game. The backbone Tales of the prologue. Backbone or whatever it's called. Damn. The game that Amy very much makes angry. <laughs> Amy makes angry. Game that makes Amy, Amy makes the angry. game angry? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> the game is very scared of Amy. <laughs> Understandably. Uh, so yeah, no matter how after that... Uh, Marty and I will be starting Half-Life 1. Yeah. We need to figure out how you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah, I just realized that's tomorrow. I got to well, download Half-Life somehow. You, you got to just be able to download on Steam. Right. Maybe. Probably. You think. Let's find out. That's all Valve. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, tomorrow we have a trio of streams. Um, tune in. Nick and I will be finishing Jedi Academy starting at noon. Central. Yeah. And then at 3.30 Central... Nick and I will be joined by Yahtzee and Jack for more Sea of Thieves shenanigans. Nick, and I swear to Christ, if you take the dog I spent five human dollars on and fire him out of a cannon again, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm going to use him to bait the Kraken. Uh, Casey, I spent five human <laughs> dollars on a dog in that game. And let me tell you, worth it because everyone was having fun and carrying it and you can hold it and it licks you and it's very nice and we all really enjoyed it. So I think the money... Nick's I trying enjoyed to like, it too. You're, you're trying to shame me for the five dollars, but like... I don't know, I spent five dollars on work. Spent five human dollars, yeah, like yeah, real, like yeah, real American. He money. spent five dollars. Is that on the only dog? way to get a dog? Yes. Huh. The currency that is only, yeah. I believe, maybe the currency yeah, no. you can earn in the it's game. The only, it's uh, yeah, no, it's the only way to get a dog. It's paid, paid DLC. Yeah, I also spent another little. dollar to give it a cool costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the evolution of Neopets. Mar- Marty, you need a, a money. Uh, yeah, you, need a, you need an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you call them, but somebody just slap your hand yeah, when you start. In, uh, Trying to spend Darren. Darren doesn't need parental controls. You need parental controls. That's true. I know you are that you are the kid with the the credit card that just it's a thousand dollars. Money though, I don't know. It's not credit card. That's all. That's all check card. (laughs) I got got no debt. I don't know what that was. <laughs> weird. That was weird. Me trying to frame that. Um, Yeah, and then tomorrow night at seven, we'll be starting Half Life. Yeah. Proud of us. Yeah. Uh, Nick, anything else? Obviously, check out Nick's uh, great article on 
the streaming the streaming showing up earlier today <laughs> yes. when it's been doing really well all day uh, which is great yes so. and we announced uh three new columns today uh so if you've been waiting for anime stuff you're finally getting a column on anime called frame jump from a new writer jesse let well not new to you not but new, new on this new to you not new to us uh jesse lab uh so everything anime will be in frame jump uh we have another column called expedition coming from jacob linden which is another new writer that you haven't heard of yet uh, that is all about checking out open world game or like any game really with side content and going and finding like all these really weird, cool, interesting, you know, things that you probably wouldn't see if you don't go off the beaten path in the games. Uh, and then Colin Munch is working on Storycraft, uh, which is a column that's going to be kind of delving into the intersection of games, movies, TV in like really interesting ways. He's a uh, we should have called it Colin's column. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, but it's all, he's a uh, screenwriter that has worked in Hollywood, I believe, Marty. Correct? Yeah, yeah. He's worked as a he's worked as a screenwriter. He works in the ad agency, so um, he has a really firm understanding of of film and games. So we can get his take on stuff, and yeah, it's really exciting. We just got we have a bunch yeah. of great written content on the site. Amy's putting out great shit. Yeah, I'll check it out. Everything's good. Yeah, we got another Jesse, and we got we got a Jess. And I'm uh, let me tell you one thing: I'm not thrilled with the amount of Jesses and Jesses <laughs> and Jesses we have. Someone needs to like we Jesse Galena definitely has dibs him. on it. He's been here longest. He is Jesse. <laughs> uh, we got to figure out what's going on with everyone else. Though. We'll we'll put we'll put them in a battle royale island and see who comes out alive. No, it's going to get canceled by the time it comes out. <laughs> uh, waka waka. Uh, great. Yeah, and just check out the site. Thank you. Thank you all for being great. Uh, so for Casey and Nick, this was Marty. This was episode number 74. Uh, thank you all so much for, for tuning in, for your memberships, for your super chats, for your donations, for your patronage. It is greatly appreciated. And tune back in in about 25 minutes for Casey and Jesse to play more God of War. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody.